covering all your favorite parts of the 50-yard fight. This is the Inside the Walls podcast with Zach Heilman and Jim Bernier. Welcome in, fans of the 50-yard fight. This is the Inside the Walls podcast. It is Friday, everybody, which means we have our final walkthrough here on Inside the Walls. Yes, our first edition of our preview series of episodes for the National Arena League on, of course, the official National Arena League podcast. Myself in studio alongside my good buddy, pal, and co-host, uh, at least alongside me somewhat, Jim Renier. Jim, it's now Friday. You know, we did... Of course, we got the uh, earlier rewind on Wednesday that we got mm-hmm. going. You know, we had that discussion with Coach Resinalo and company. Uh, here we are. Week three is just on our doorstep. Two games this week. Huh? A little less action. You know, of course, with six teams, uh, we got to balance out how we uh, divvy things up. It's a little less of the uh, miss, mix and match, but still two games that we can sit back, relax, and enjoy the throw ride arena style. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's it's Friday. What do you expect? Um, football's tomorrow. Two action games. Check your local listings or YouTube listings. Um, right. Carolina and Jacksonville, Orlando and Albany showdown and week three action of the NAL. And it's going to be some intriguing matches. Two teams not playing this week, San Antonio and the Columbus Lions. They get a chance to you know rethink things and get ready for their games next week. Right. Well, let's get into some picks here, or at least recapping things. We're going we're gonna to get into our preview of the games here later on in this episode, but we want to catch up. Look, you and I are going to be competing for picks throughout the entire season, so we're mm-hmm. recapping. Really uh, checking my scorecard here for last week, uh, the only thing we really missed on was that Sharks game by one point, or really yep. two, I guess, for the win, let's be frank. But still, still, just came up a tad short. Yeah, Otherwise, we, uh, we, uh, we got Castro Novik. <laughs> you mean Castro? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Castro to blame. Darn you, communists. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we're three and three so far in the season. And hey, we're, we're in the middle of the pack. So if you're betting money for these games, don't trust us. I don't even think there's betting money for these games. So you can probably uh, find it, just not officially. That's all yeah. I can tell you. <laughs> like, I need 20 on this. <laughs> mom's word uh yeah it's uh pick them is what it is and today's only we only got two pickums to do this week and three and three and 500 it's good it's basically how we were last year we were 500 throughout the season towards probably the end of the year um, but when you have six teams three games max a week you're going to have situations where you're going to be button heads and i think we're going to be pretty accurate similar to this week's results of games too so we Absolutely. do uh, we do have a picking with some friends of us of uh, the National Learning League community, and surprisingly, we're all average. <laughs> we're by, right. we're all there's like one guy that's four and five and one, the other guy is one and five, and everyone else is three and three. That's right. And hey, if you want to get involved with that action, along with talking with some dedicated fans of the NAL, join our Discord server inside the walls. We're going to bring it in the link in the description of our video release. This. So if you're listening on the podcast, head over to our YouTube page, subscribe, by the way, to that YouTube page, and then go to that video, click on the link and check out and talk with us, even do Sunday night discussions with Jim himself on the league, get some recaps, yeah. talk with fans about how the league's going, you know, interaction we're, we're very much we want to be open and talk with you see how the fans talk about this league because it matters just as much especially since we talk and report back to folks in the nal themselves we want to be able to give that feedback and relay what we think and what you think at the same time but seriously join the discord it's a great discussion piece mm-hmm. and you get to do some picking with us too every week so we're going to give you those picks in just a second another thing we got to do with these episodes that we're recapping is taking a look at the power rankings jim uh let's see here so if you are seeing this on our YouTube page right now, you're going to see that nice power ranking slide right in the middle, just like our last one that we have. Um, um, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it'll be on the screen. <laughs> it's going to be somewhere. Like, it, it, you know, it's there. You'll see like our magic. up and down arrows. <laughs> magic. <laughs> now, Jim earlier this week teased that he has a bit of a change to, or might at least have a mm-hmm. bit of a change to his i'll be frank with you i'll still go through mine um but it's pretty i would say it's somewhat anticlimactic but we'll, we'll hold that until we go through so let, let's uh we'll just as we did last time start from the bottom here 
Um, me still got San Antonio, um, better effort. Like I said, on Wednesday, still owing two. it'd be hard for me to move them up one spot. Now, Jim is hinting that this might be the change. So are you changing the six for yourself? Am I changing the six? My number six pick of the National Arena League power ranking draft is the Orlando Predators. Oh, he did it. He <laughs> moved them or- down. <laughs> I have them at number six based off of their poor performance or actually based off their last six quarters. Um, They just overall, yes, they got the win in week one, but the overall over the last six quarters, they just, I don't know what's going after that halftime in week one, they are completely a different team. Um, Yes. At six, I have Orlando for this week, unfortunately. So get the parades ready. And now Mo, you're not six ranked anywhere on my side of the power (laughs) rankings, but number five, well, you can you can tell you can you can pull back the parade. I got San Antonio at number five. A little up, just not too far. Yeah. <laughs> a little up because they have a better body of work over the last well, last week's game against Columbus. They much improved. They look more organized, and Robert Kent really influenced me to uh, even Kali Rashad and Brooks, a couple of guys on that roster that really it's like you know they got something going in San Antonio. So why not a little, a little eleven here at there at number five in my. Yeah, overall, I mean, as we said on Wednesday, it's a good way to – I mean, they, they go into this two-week bye for them with a lot of time to prepare and get that matchup against the uh, Cobras later on yeah. down the line. Go so, need uh, it. You know, <laughs> just just being honest, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and look, uh, my five is – it's the same as last week. It's it's the Predators. Um, I just uh, – look, they beat, they beat the Gunslingers. They'll have a matchup later in the year. And credit, you know, I think – We'll keep, I'm going to keep evaluating them as they go. Now, if I see another dud this week, now they get Albany, which, you know, as we saw last week, Albany, even with Sam, even with Mr. Castronova back there, it's a loaded squad. So they get another chance to go against one of the top tier talents in this league, see if they can make some adjustments and see if Rakeem Cato can just stay in the pocket a little longer mm-hmm. and not panic as much scrambling around like I talked about on Wednesday. So keep that in mind. Uh, but I haven't five still, you know, and mostly it's just defensive. So, I, I think that the first half of that contest up until like the last seven minutes in care in Carolina, I was like, this is what I expect from Orlando. They just need to calm down on the offensive side of the ball and get some things organized. Uh, but we'll see this week might be another step. We'll find out what Jeff Higgins has in store. I can't move him down to six just yet, but I am monitoring it very closely is what I can tell you. Cause Robert Kent, Kalia, yeah, I mean, what, what can I say? They, those get, that unit is scrappy over in San Antonio. Number four for me, Jacksonville stays right there for myself, even though, even though it was another overtime loss, they're going to stay right there because I need, I need some more consistency from that QB as we talked. I, on Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's going to be a repeating thing. Um, <laughs> look, as we previously discussed, uh, we need to see some more check down, check downs, less of chucking it up for prayers. Uh, this unit is very much well-built. It has talented stars in the Iron Man game. Just got to finish and you got to mm-hmm. find a way to be more efficient when you finish the game as well. I can't move them up into the top three yet simply because I need to see a more consistent sharks unit that gets its first W. I don't know if that'll be this week, but it needs to get its first W and at least needs to show that it can stay the course throughout all 60 minutes. Uh, not my number four is moved up from number five last week. And that is the Jacksonville sharks mm-hmm. going to same sentiments as you. Um, they've lost two overtime games. Kind of hard that they're two plays away being two and zero and tied for the top team in the, in the league. I have them number four. Cause I see signs in the sharks team that, there may be one player away or one completion away of being a really damn good team this year. And I've said that this whole offseason. I have them at number four, even at 0-2. And if the if let's just say the Sharks and Predators played each other right now, especially if it were this weekend, this Saturday, Sharks would, I think, take care of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're a better team right now. Um, that could change in a couple of weeks. Again, these are power rankings. These don't mean a damn thing. You can still have right. to make the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, uh, same as you. Stop it with the checkdowns. Uh, stop! Stop doing chucks down the field and do checkdowns. Correct yourself. 
Thank you. you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, number four is the uh, Jacksonville Sharks for me. My number three might surprise you. Um, Columbus Lions. I got the number three. Um, the only reason why is because the reason why I had Albany at number three last week is because the question mark at the quarterback position. Now that I see the quarterback position in Albany, that answered my question. They have a better quarterback than Columbus right now. And that's the difference between that two. I just gave up my number two, but still. Uh, I got number three as Columbus right now. 2-0, still a good team. Jason Gibson and his way, they're going to be consistent. Um, they're enjoying the week off, and they're going to watch everyone else, the other four teams in the league, beat each other up. So number well, three is Columbus for me. Well, then you and I are going to be getting discussion and questions about that from a specific gentleman in Columbus, because I also put the Lions down a spot this week from my rankings lap prior. Similar yeah, not deal. the only one. And I know, I know I've, I know previous show earlier, I specified that, yeah, I think that it was more the gunslingers playing up to their talent. Uh, that still was a scare. And Darren Daniel, I need to see another week where you got to calm yourself down, get back to where you were week one. Cause mm-hmm. you know, again, any arena team QBs are even more, even more that much more important on a consistent level of play. Um, and you know, you want to show that you're going to be able to keep up. I, I see that the lions in terms of iron man built rosters, they have it. Um, my thing is, is that I saw a bit of a jittery unit against the gunslingers last week. Uh, the empire at least, and I'll spoil it too. They're my number two. Uh, and I'll go up with that way. Reason being, there's a lot more talent there. That can overpower. I think they can run away from the Lions, I think, in a matchup right now. Could be wrong. I want to see that proven wrong. Mm-hmm. Again, the Empire did go 3-0 and against the Lions last year. Different squad, but still, just keep that in mind. The Lions are going to be a little chippier that first matchup. It is kind of a pseudo-rivalry from last year. But right now, that talent overall in Albany puts me setting them at number two. Uh, and mainly because they lost to the number one team. I mean, really, at this point, unless – Plus Jim, Jim already spoiled this too. So like we already know who's number one and Albany yeah. lost that number one yeah. because let's be, let's face it. Let's, let's face it. And I'll, I'll give Jim reasons for two here, but we'll face the music here in a second. Uh, reason for two for me right now. It's the question that after week one is who's the quarterback. Cause we knew about the faithful situation and cash Nova came in Jackson impressed me and the other receivers on that team, Grant, Dangerfield, Hollis slash DB, and um, and Darius Prince really showed out. They have, in my opinion, a team that they ran out of time against Carolina. They lost by eight, and they come down Jacksonville, and really showed me that they they can win with any quarterback back there. But Castronova showed me a sign of him that I didn't see last year or last year in Carolina that really made me go. They got the guy, and if Fable does decide to pop back up in Albany, they have two damn good quarterbacks. Uh, I got them at number two. That just tells you that you're telling me that the number two power rank team, the number four power rank team in my rankings is one point difference. Yes. yes. Um, even though Columbus is three, I think the top four pretty heavy. And it's just going to determine who will want to beat those bottom tier teams that want to make that push to the top four. Right now, based on the trend with San Antonio, um, but Orlando could fix it up. Still a lot more time to go uh, before we even start thinking about postseason jockeying for position. My number one, and I think your number one, well, it is, is the same team, the Carolina Cobras. Right. I'm just going to say the reason why they're number one is uh, Coach Rezanala this offseason pointed out that they were going to get the best team they can symbol in Carolina. And so far, Jonathan Bain has not disappointed Secretly, the MVP of the team is Zach Brown. Had a hell of a week last week yeah. against the Orlando Predators. DJ Myers, Kendrick Ings, James Summers, uh, Joe Powell. The whole team is loaded, um, and they look like they are the team to beat. And right now, the path to the NAL championship may go through Greensboro. That's why after week three's power ranking, or week two power ranking, um, I have the Carolina Cobras at number one. Yeah, can we point out this is something we missed early, earlier to talk about with the re, with the rewind. Joe mm-hmm. Powell proposed during that game. Oh yeah, that's right. Not and I that. feel terrible for not saying that earlier. Congrats to you, to you and your and your fiance now. Uh really, it's it's that's a that was an awesome moment to mm-hmm. see in at least during the broadcast, so great to hear it. 
Also, he was on your other podcast he a couple of months ago, the Brennan Gallery, with discussions about him and the CFL and the XFL St. Uh, Louis Ballahawk. So if you want to catch that, look on the Gridiron Gallery, ladies and gentlemen, Zach Collins show. He has a lot of players that he's already interviewed that play in the NEL. Uh, Peterson, Powell, there's a couple other great guys too. So go check it out. Um, Gridiron Gallery. Good interview with Joe Powell. Well, thank you very much. I oh. appreciate that. And look again, congrats to Joe. Like that, that mm-hmm. was a cool moment. Uh, we feel bad for not saying that earlier this week. Um, but awesome for him, but he is one of the, he is one of the many talents that's on this Cobras roster as Jim point out, I'll say it again, you know, and coach Rez basically took what he did last year. He said, I'm going to sign on some good players, make a playoff roster. And I'm just going to take that philosophy and I'm going to bring it into next season mm-hmm. the same way. No stops, nothing held back. They put together on, what on paper we were going, this could be a scary, like dark horse for, the championship right now and credit it's only two weeks going into week three you know oh, yeah. things can change but right now at least you look how they what they did to albany and really the end of that that differential in score didn't tell the whole story week one you look at week two and how they essentially dismantled orlando systematically end of second end of second quarter all the way through the end of that game it was not close once they got out to 20 a 20 point lead they had it in the bag they coasted it was there is that much talent and it's good two-way talent too you know guys that we thought would be more one-way stars like Kendrick Ings and DJ Myers they are making impacts on that side of the ball obviously you got guys Zach Brown who by the way caught and ran in a touchdown last week and also had multiple tackles dude is making the case for being one of the star iron men in this league someone that we thought would be a good iron man player and is showing up for it because he was a star Sharks player for years. Now he's getting his chance to do it two ways and showing just why he was making his impact back at Jacksonville. Now with the sister team here in Carolina, they're tops for a reason, guys. They they put together a roster that is showing that it's it, it is the good mix of what you want for what the NAL wants to be in years mm-hmm. ahead, but also what it's bringing from just being raw, talented people that are coming in and making an impact on all phases of the game. Uh, the only one that really hasn't that, you know, I've been kind of surprised. I'll say this just because I think we talk about the ball being weird this year. It seems like TC Stevens. That's the only one I'm like, huh, maybe we hope that he gets a little bit corrected, but beyond that, I mean, they just been able to outscore people and do what they want on both sides of the ball. So no contest here. And but yeah, technically they put away both their opponents early. Even well, yeah. though the Albany game was only an eight-point game, that game was almost out of reach. That's exactly what I'm midway saying. Midway three, the fourth. Quarter. They were up twenty on Albany, going in, like they're essentially up three scores on Albany week mm-hmm. one, going mid fourth quarter. You know, Albany just came and rallied back to make it close. You know, again, they they've been having their way with teams yeah. so far. Uh, they're definitely the number one right yeah. now. They're scary. Um, Jonathan Bain is on back on his normal on his normal, I'm just going to rip defenses apart level, you know, mm-hmm. championship caliber type of stuff. So keep, keep your eyes on them. Unless, unless something severe happens, you see a chain reaction. These guys aren't going away right now. Oh yeah. And honestly, let me go to the trusty schedule here. Let me get the dates right. Oh, so yes. I don't want to um, misconstrued anything, but a game that I'm now really intrigued by is not just the rematch in week seven between the Cobras and Empire, but also the week nine matchup when the Empire go to Carolina. Yeah. And if Castro Nova is still the starting quarterback, a little bit of a revenge factor from last season. Because last year, if you, me and I think me, Zach, joked about during the offseason is that we thought that these owners slash coaches listened to us on our show. And basically we had our own fantasy football teams that we didn't know we had. Right. Um, Carolina was definitely not, one of those. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's actually, it was actually acknowledged to us too. <laughs> Reznal <laughs> did say that last year. Uh, you look at the first couple of weeks of Carolina last year, they couldn't get out of their own way. Turnovers, after turnovers, injuries, miss, they, they backed themselves into a corner. They made Sam a lot of adjustments. Sam running for his life. He didn't have Correct. really any protection the on that line. Block. 
he was trying to do everything on his feet, throwing in double, triple coverage sometime, trying to save his life. Um, but halfway through the season, something switched, organization changed. And since that point, I think it's halftime against Jacksonville in week five, where they almost yeah. won on the last play of the game. Since then, the Carolina Cobras are a completely different organization. And one offseason later, just based off two weeks, they're championship contenders. And based on what I've seen in Jackson with Albany, I think Albany could be that team against them. But honestly, just based on watching, I think it's a three-horse race to who's that number two team between Jacksonville, Columbus, and Albany to face Carolina. Right now, it's Carolina, the muck, then the bottom. Mm -hmm. And one of those teams in the bottom is slowly making their way back into the muck, which – if you're in the muck, that means you're you're in the zone. It means you're going so there's going to have to be four teams to get into the playoffs. So only two miss. You're in the muck. You're in contention. Um, I don't know why I like to give the strange terminology in those things, but I'm notorious oh, for doing hey, that, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, the middle, you get the top tier, you get the muck, and you get the bottom tier. The the mid pack, as we talked last last year, was like that whole because it's six teams. You're going to have that yeah. middle pack fighting for just those bottom two spots probably what's going to happen at the end of the season uh well, the problem is that- last year you, you had top tier was columbus and albany the muck was just orlando and the bomb tier was jersey carolina and and jacksonville some, trying to get this some miles. damn team was going to get in <laughs> and know? it came down to a weird tiebreaker center in the situation last year by point differential got the team in <laughs> so everyone was like okay if jacksonville wins they're in but they lose in orlando when, uh, loses by this amount of points, Carolina's in. But if Jersey scores this amount of points, Jersey's in. But Car- it was such it was it was a definition of the muck last year, <laughs> oh, and that was the 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 chase from the the fourth seed in the NAL when you only had eight games to play. Hopefully this year you don't have to deal with it. With especially with basically you're having two seasons now with a fourteen week season. Right. Uh, those Albany games I will be looking out out for. Quite frankly, uh, you know, hey. Empire's got to adjust their defense, mm-hmm. got to play a cleaner game, and it'll be a different roster too. But we'll see that later th- this season. Right now, Carolina, as we jump in, of course, to what we got to preview here, we got two games. Carolina Cobras get to bring in, as I've mentioned now several times in this week's slate of shows, their sister team, Jacksonville Sharks, essentially sister team. We're, we're just going to call it that, unofficial. Why not? Uh, you know, they get to get the second week hosting in the Snake Pit. The Sharks come in. Uh, Look, they just they just need they 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 probably are like uh we gotta go play them now and we just we had two straight OT games. Oh man. <laughs> All right, well, here goes nothing. Anyway, they come in and basically get to stare into the face of several great sharks players playing on the opposite side in the black, silver, and gray. <laughs> I'm just saying, Jim knows he knows exactly what's going on. Just rubbing Jonathan the salt, man. Just rubbing the salt. Jonathan rubbing Bain, the salt. Zach Brown. You know, these people who make an impact, now they got to play Jacksonville. And it's in the snake pit. <laughs> yeah, it's a unique situation. It's kind of Jacksonville's second rival in the NAL. Uh, I know Orlando's history. Uh, that's not a rival yet. And it's an old AFL rival. We hopefully get it back into the NAL stage. But Right, right. Uh, Carolina came in in 2018 as an expansion franchise. They won those rare things, won the whole dang thing in the first year. Um, Smack Jacks around a couple times. The series between these two teams is interesting. No one really has a dominant home field advantage between the two teams. And overall, Jacksonville leads the series by one game. That tells you how close this series has been. Both teams have won championships, Carolina 18 and Jacksonville 19. Odd with players that are currently on Carolina's team, with Jonathan Bain and Zach Brown. <laughs> um, the it's a unique game. One thing I do like about Carolina, it's nothing about their team. It's the venue, Greensboro Arena. The field that's a full fifty-yard field. It's 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 nice. So the fans out there in Greensboro, go pack the dome, um, the Coliseum, not the dome. Excuse me. <laughs> yes. uh, go pack the Coliseum this weekend. It's going to be a good, intriguing game, and. I'm just going to say, based on what I've seen the last two weeks of the Jacksonville Sharks, I'm not counting the Sharks out of this. They've shown three, me three OT games in a row, Jim. Oh, my God. If We got to do a bet here. 
if it goes to a third overtime, I might go bald. Might. I don't know. That's, I got to do something. Uh, so, well, I mean, I, that means I have to do something in return then. If I think that's I don't happen. think that's ever happened before. Three straight overtime games in a reading game. I would have to go back post show and do the archives because I can't tell you. If, look, I, you know I'm the newest one here that's into the arena side. So like, to asking me if that's happened, you know I, who we need I, to I ask? would definitely have to do some research. We didn't have. We need to go ask Duncan Williams. He is the archive of arena football. Yes, he'll we know definitely. Um, <laughs> Describe I himself. Been, I don't think it's going to be. I, what if the odds be a three overtime game? I have, high, I have high doubts that that's happened, but I could be wrong. Um, but look, Jacksonville, I'm telling I mean, they played up to their opponents last mm-hmm. two weeks. They've made it work. That is possible. You know? Um, they're going to have to pull off a win here somehow because the first six weeks are just a gauntlet for Jacksonville. Well, and as we you've said, like these Columbus – Next week's Columbus. The week after that's Albany again. Like, gee, no, Carolina, then Albany again. Like, just stab me again. Stab me more. Hit me with a brick. Like, what's it with that? Who's hitting me with bricks? It's Castro. There he is. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's it's a tough stretch for Jackson, but I think their, their schedule, in my opinion, gets easier in the second half, more home games. Um, I'm not calling an overtime game. It's going to be. It could be hard, yeah. It's just we, we already can tell by these both two teams right now, the uniqueness of both teams right now. Jacksonville seems like they are a better, even with kind of lesser talent, they're a better Ironman team. Carolina and Albany, we've stated from the beginning, better rosters. Can it come down to the, the obvious question? Quarterback play, who plays the better game? Who okay? This is gonna be a, like actually I have like a highlight in the bottom pops up that here is the goals that need to happen for these teams to win. Whoever throws the most chuck down routes wins. Um, check down routes, not chuck down. Check Whoever down doesn't routes. just want to throw for yes every other um, play. <laughs> the hard thing about looking at Carolina is when I watch these Carolina games, I'm seeing Jacksonville 2019. I'm seeing Jacksonville 2017. I'm seeing Jacksonville. Not because of the players or they're similar. It's just how they present themselves and how they go about themselves. Yes, Zach, make, you make it fun like the sister team Caroline is. That I mean, is they, are. They, are. <laughs> because they, they are. Because they, the owner of the Storm, uh, owner, Mr. Storm, it was once upon a time associate with the Jackson Sharks. So, yes, it's familiarity. Sometimes I'm not bashing Carolina to win the ch- championship. You might have to copy some blueprints to do that. And – they got Bane, they got Zach Brown, but it's and they also got Mishan Robson. Can't forget him. That, he was a yes, beast back cannot. in the day from the Sharks. Um, Pitbull, I don't think he has his nickname anymore. Uh, but this game, I think, is the game of the week. I'm not bashing guys down in Orlando. I just think that this game, even though Jackson's 0-2, Carolina's 2-0, I think these two teams are more even than Albany and Orlando at the time, at the moment. But as a fan, I really want to see what Jackson does. Can Malik Henry read the secondary route, never go deep, make that defense think, make DJ Myers think, make Powell think, make Nishan think. Don't think that every play is going to be a post, a, a corner route, every single play. Because there's times last week I saw Devin Wilson run 40 yards down the field, just ran just a straight route. Like, oh, okay, go route, just go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to chuck it to you. While there's Rob Jones up down the middle, Naquan Murray up the middle, uh, McGee up the middle, wide open. Um, I think if Jacksonville fixes those and still plays like they did the last two weeks, this game is going to be who has the ball first type of mentality. Uh, I think Jacksonville coach Burley, how Jacksonville has played these last two, has built already that it's not – eventually it's going to be a winning mentality, but it's that mentality like no matter what the score is, we're still going to win this game or we're still being this game. They, lost, they choked the lead in week one, but they gained it back in week two. This is the type of game where I'm not going to bash it. You're not going to be in a friendly – it's not going to be hostile, but you're not going to be in a friendly confine. There's going to be some fans there going to make some noise. For Jacksonville, for Henry, I think the atmosphere in Carolina is just – it's not going to be as bad as it was in Columbus, but I think you can navigate through. And for Jacksonville, in my opinion, 
take Carolina's crowd out of the game. Don't make the mistakes you did against Columbus in week in, in the second half. And this will be a one possession game in the fourth quarter. And possibly if the kicking game does come alive this weekend, let's get some deuces. Either kicker, TC Stevens or Brandon Bear. These are the two best kick, two of the better kickers in the game, in the ring game. Let's see if they can keep the ball in play when they kick off, too. So right. um, special teams is going to be key. And what I've noticed from Jacksonville, Rob Jones getting the ball in the backfield or from kickoffs or Naquan Murray, they're pretty explosive. Uh, they almost one couple times break it for a touchdown. And same with uh, the uh, um, Paraline Cobras. They have a couple guys that they were putting back there. They're rotating last week, and James Summers was back there. They have a squad. For me, I love them. For my team, I got to go Carolina. Close one. But I don't think this is going to be a, a blowout. This is – this is I going to say, Carolina is going to squeeze out a victory in this one. I think Jacksonville goes up there and gives them a better game than Albany. And, of course, against Orlando. Jackson will start 0-3, I think. Yeah, 0-3 for the first time ever as a franchise. Mm. I think it's going to be a close game. Get me Jacksonville – or excuse me, Carolina, 64 to 61. You think it's going to be that, that high scoring. Okay. Oh yeah. Cause I, I'm going to, I'm actually taking the opposite approach. I think it's going to be a little more defensive. That, that's, that's my, that's just me. Um, I think just cause you have, you have two squads. I think that know each other pretty well mm-hmm. or have, there's so much bleed through of these ex shark sharks players or current sharks players. And I mean, Coach Burley knows many of the tendencies of some of these guys too. Um, yeah. Cause he coached teams, them. <laughs> right, and these two teams have since the shark, since the Cobras have joined in the league, you know, they've had a history. They, they kind of fight to the bitter And Last year was definitely like close lower ish scoring games throughout. I think that trend continues, honestly. Um, and I think that, you know, it's going to be really who gets just the best of what mm-hmm. is given to them in front of them. So Malik Henry almost, I think, will be forced into less chuck it downfield, more, okay, I guess I'll do dump-off passes and see what, you know, Jones can do or what Murray can do or what, of course, Wilson can do with that. Although Wilson probably will still be going deep, but I digress. Mm-hmm. No, nonetheless, though, I think Carolina does etch this out as well. I'm, say, I'm thinking more of a 51-46 to 46 score myself. You're going to see one crack the 50 mark, but it's going to be tight throughout uh jacksonville's coached pretty well they just mm-hmm. have come up short it's gonna be another one that's that case um unless i mean unless like unless there's a change malik henry's there and he's gonna have to learn quickly after two weeks now being in the nal you need to take what's available sometimes um might be another learning week if he makes those adjustments we might be talking about a different game because they do have the tools i think to take carolina on in some facets but you're going to have to hope that that gets a bit of a change and you're going to have to hope that Carolina is a little off their A game. Maybe you see the Jonathan Bain that throws one or two interceptions and kind of gets a little risque on some of those passes as you have brought up in the past, Mm -hmm. because so far through this, through this year, Sands, maybe at least one or two passes in Albany. He's really been smooth throughout this entire process yet. So haven't seen anything where he's gone off the rails fully. Mm -hmm. Don't know if that's this week, but there are possibilities. I got the sh- I got the Cobras here, sticking to it, sticking three and zero. Still the number one team in the league. And speaking of, of course, right on their tail, we got the other option this week that you can enjoy. We have the Albany Empire still on their road kind of uh, trip, at least on the south, at least down in South Florida, or well, North Florida now going South Florida. Let me. Let me clarify that. Of course, they're going to go to the Amway Center, the jungle down in Orlando, taking on the Predators for their first home game of the season. Looks like tickets are selling pretty quickly. So nice to see the jungle getting filled in more and more as we've gotten the Predators back into the fray in the NAL since they joined in 2019. As we've talked, though, the Predators, uh, this is not a great second week in a row to have a test. Uh I know, look, I know the Empire have a leaky defense, but uh, if you if the Predators do the same thing they did last week and they can't take advantage of stops, which probably won't come often, I'm not so sure this is going to be a competitive game, Jim. I ain't feeling it. I'm getting that vibe, too, a little bit. And I, last week's Orlando game, uh, 
against Carolina really showed me how when your offense goes MIA for a quarter to a quarter and a half, there's no way you're coming back from that. Yet Orlando, you just got done playing DJ Myers, James Summers, and Kendra Dean. So uh, the receiving <laughs> quarter you're going up against now, that's not, there's no slouch. It's just Grant, France, and um, Dangerfield. So I'm just yeah, saying, and, just, and no slouch, no slouch. Also um, catch, you know. <laughs> it's hard to for a team to adjust to an opponent early in the season. Problem with Orlando, they haven't adjusted to their own identity. They don't know who they are yet. And is it Cato? Is it Kagey? Is it the offensive line? Is it the receivers? They have good enough weapons in the receiving core to get going. Outlaw, Beavers, um, Brandon Fuentes, to name a few, with Quan Alfred as a fullback. They have weapons. One thing I noticed last week is that their offensive line, especially in the second half against San Antonio, has just been getting obliterated. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's stamina or the rotation of the players is pretty difficult uh, for uh, Orlando to do right now. I don't know what the issue is. But when you watch in Orlando, this is clear as day, you're looking at the quarterback play. It's not good. Um, Cato is – running for his life, and he's seeing ghosts. And when you start seeing ghosts as a quarterback in any level of football, it, it's not good. You look at the NFL, you got a couple first-round draft picks that have seen ghosts, and they, they're playing the theme song of Ghostbusters at your next road game. It's not good when you, you're seeing ghosts. The good thing for Orlando is that they're in Orlando. Right. I think this game is going to be a carbon copy to last year's Albany versus Orlando game. Only reason why is it's in Orlando. I think they feed off of their home crowd. They stay in the game longer than the past two weeks or week one, they won. But overall, talent from Albany, Sam Castronova, Grant, the whole team up in Albany, even the president himself, John Lebeck, whatever, throwing them in there, Mike Corda, whoever. Albany is just up and down a better team right now. This is first, I think, of two matchups between the two teams, and the next one's up in Orlando. Maybe three times. I, I got to look at the schedule again. Mm -hmm. But right now, I'm like you. I just – I think they stay in it long, longer than usual, but I still see Albany winning comfortable. I just have that feel. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm looking at it too. I think you're going to see kind of a somewhat a similar deal to last week against Carolina. You know, mm -hmm. early on, you're going to you're going to have the talents like Fuentes, Josh Jenkins and company locking things down a little bit. They're going to be giving they're going to be giving Prince Grant, you know, Hollis or Dangerfield, whoever the heck's out there, some sort of early going trouble. Because I, when I say whoever's out there, because basically it is like a it is a it's just a roster of receivers that can go out mm -hmm. there and grab. It's almost grab like an all star roster for an arena team. Exactly. Almost well, for the receivers that Albany has. It's up there. We, yeah. We've talked at length. It It is, it's up there. <laughs> I no joke. I can't Because tomorrow night, me and you most likely will be watching both games on YouTube, between both games, and we may go to the point and look at it and go, um, Orlando's down by four touchdowns, and they're still scoring points. Right. Even I'll throw it out there just because he scored last week too. Give me a, yeah, Jimmy Goodlow as well, who had that amazing 20-yard touchdown catch that sam spun twice dropped it out there i mean hey look we anyone can catch it out there i guess and just go take it to the house this is salt shaker when i need one I'm like okay zach i know rub it in the wound i, I am rubbing <laughs> it in obviously tiberius lamp lampkin can run it in for you too they have mm -hmm. weapons it eventually that's going to overwhelm the predators my other thing is too and again it's it's one week so it's kind of hard to say that adjustments will quickly happen this way but we've been pounding it in and first off, start Rakeem Cato right out of the gate. Don't even mm -hmm. mess around with doing this 2QB thing. Yeah. I, I've noticed you doing that, Coach Higgins. I, there's probably some method to it. I don't care for it. Just pick one, go with one, and if it goes south later on, if you feel you need yeah. a spark, switch it mid-game. Don't do it early like that. What, what benefits – I'm going to say what benefits Orlando is that next three games are home. That's good. With the bye week. 
So the team staying in Orlando, you're going to see uh, you're going to see a much improved Orlando team in three weeks than you do right now. I mean, hey, they they did have to go from San Antonio to all the way to the East Coast for Greensboro, so maybe that's playing into it. You get a week mm-hmm. back at your own turf, you know, in the jungle, which with a packed, dedicated crowd. Um, so that's nice. Uh, mm-hmm. But look, start Rakeem Cato and Rakeem, chill out read the field a little more calmly. Don't bail out of the pocket. Find your guys that are reliable targets. Look, Lonnie's going to be down there. He's going to have his hands up. He just got thrown up. He's a big frame dude. He's going to be open even with Prince or someone covering him or Hollis. Hollis is definitely doesn't have the height on him. Maybe he's got the jump ball, but even Lonnie can get up. We saw last year. He can, he can get those. If you just put it somewhere in that catch radius, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just well, saying, or Darren Clark, drop it underneath to him. Let him be true. a speedster. Go cut it up the middle. You know, read the field, calm down a little bit. That's, yeah, that's mean, a key fine. for him, okay. for this team. Make sure that QB position calms down, reads the pocket, slows the game a bit. Arena is a little more fast paced and even outdoors. Sometimes it's harder to do that, but you got to slow down mm-hmm. a little bit and take some time. If you, when you have a pocket that not always is collapsing, there are moments that it is held up well. I'm just saying. And I meant to say Darren Clark, not Larry Beavers. My apologies. Uh, Larry Beavers is not on the roster. I apologize. Um, they did wear the same number, by the way, uh, from the previous installation. But, yeah, I agree with you about Cato. Spend some time. You're at home. Feed off the home crowd. That also, yes. Um, fans won't be against you. You'll have your own um, your own fans. You play better in a home crowd. I guarantee you're going to have family members in town. A lot of players in Orlando are from that area, so it'll be more friendly confines. Play you, Albany is a team where they're going. They're, Albany's going to go down there thinking that their their shit don't stink. Excuse my language, but it's true. <laughs> um, but they they walk the walk. They talk the talk. For Orlando, the questions that you have here, it's strange that both te- these teams are one and one, and it seems like it's just a complete 180 between both organizations right now. Orlando, feed off your home crowd. Get up early or play the similar card like you did last season. Stick with the one quarterback. Feed outlaw the ball. If you can't feed outlaw the ball, give it to Alfred. Let him run the ball, settle everything down. Then your passing game will open up, but stay or, in the pocket. Or Don't take a playbook out. from across the way. Maybe Fuentes gets a few more catches. I mean, take it yeah. like the Hollis route, you know. Guy knows how to read receivers. Let's see if he – I mean, he's gotten some good catches already mm-hmm. this season. Well, but know? one thing we do know from Sam uh, from the Albany Empire, he does have a tendency to – he threw two interceptions against Jacksonville that mm-hmm. were obvious, just force throws. Um, you, you'll get – those mistakes from any quarterback in the league. But when it happens with Albany, you have to capitalize and you can't get a turnover and go four and out. Basically that was what they call in the game, a dead possession it means nothing happened. You basically just, okay, we just wasted 10, five minutes here with nothing happened. You have to play the possession game against San Antonio capitalize on the turnovers. One thing about uh, not San Antonio, excuse me, Albany, 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 doesn't really kill themselves with penalties and turnovers. They're a very good, disciplined team. That's why they won the championship last year. But when they do make the mistakes, and one thing, the reason why Jacksonville got back in the game last week is when Albany made the mistakes, Jacksonville capitalized and got back in the game. Orlando needs to do that. If they go out there perform like they did against the first half against Carolina, against, uh, against Albany, this is a three-score game, going to a four-score game in the second half, and you can't get behind Albany, especially with that offense, because – you're trying to bet that Albany's going to make multiple mistakes in the second half for you to get the momentum, and that's not going to happen. It's not a Manos team. Um, Capitalize on their turnovers, and if you do have turnovers, try to slow down the bleeding, honestly. Yes, you're going to give up touchdowns in this game. Hold them to a field goal or four and out. Try to do something or change the possession. Don't, if the faucet starts leaking, don't make a turn to a full blast flow because that's what happened in Carolina. You just dead drive, four and out, four and out, four and out, turnover, four and out, and that was it. You, it just it just went downhill from there. Stop the free fall and make it a plateau 
you get more in plateaus, you're in more you're in better position to beat Albany um, than you were against Orlando uh, or against Carolina because you're home. Right. Um, feed off your energy. If the jungle, from what we've seen in the so far with the ticket sales, it's going to be a nice crowd. And if the jungle is what it was in 2021 last year, it's going to be a rowdy crowd. And get up on Albany early, get your fans in the game, make that place loud. Then maybe look at the scoreboard in the third quarter and go, oh, wow, that's we're only down by six. Then you have a game. Get the go. game to the fourth quarter. If you can do that, all bets are off because in the arena game, the fourth quarter is always madness if the game's close. Can they do it though, Jim? Mm. That's where the pick'em comes in, my guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Praise you all this time, Orlando. I believe in you. I believe in you. Just not this week. Ah. Uh, I I have Albany, and I'm I'm sticking to the narrative where I think. Orlando just runs out of the gas like they did against Carolina. I think Albany wins this one. I think Albany touches 60, like 61, like they did last week against Jacksonville. And I think they beat uh, Orlando 61 to 47. Hmm. I also am not going to be picking the home crowd. Uh, Too many question marks for me offensively to give faith that they can even, as much as I say Albany is leaky on defense, I still don't know if they'll be able to fully take advantage of the defense being somewhat leaky at times. Mm-hmm. I still, and plus I think the more weeks you get under the belt with some guys that are new to Ironman, like they have been in Albany, that just gives you more time to adjust. I, that's, that's me being Frank. Uh, yeah. Give me, I'll do it. The similar score to last year, that first matchup that they had 55 to 40, the empire will walk out of uh, Orlando two and one continuing, uh, to kind of right the ship after what was a rocky week one start for them. So just reestablishing that, Hey, week one was rough, but uh, we're still one of the tops in this league. We ain't, we didn't go away. So yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll probably walk out the jungle will be rowdy though. Uh, Like we said, we, we track ticket sales like crazy um, as much as we can. And uh, they're packing it in. It's looking good. Amway center is going to be pretty loud. I'm excited to see it on YouTube and watch it on the stream. Uh, Both these games, I think, you know, at least overall for the crowd experience and, or just some competitive play, it should be fun. You know, I, so far this season, you know, week one, we got it, some rock, some bumps in the road there. Iron man getting used to that week two seemed like we got things stabilized. Looks like week three. I think we're going to get another week under our belt where mm-hmm. Iron man's looking even better, which so far I'm, I'm digging it more and more as we've gone on yeah. uh, getting to see it in person or in on TV and uh, more competitive play. It's going to, be a, it's going to be a fun ride for week three, even with just two games on the docket. Uh, Wait, and- what? No, we do? Yeah. Only have two days? Only so two. We're not, picking, we're not picking Columbus versus bye week? Mm. Or San Antonio versus bye week? Who wins the bye? Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, I can imagine, just imagining myself picking the bye. Imagine the greatest upset of all, the bye week yeah. wins. Yeah, and I'm still mad at ESPN when they did it last year when they roasted Jacksonville and said uh, the bye week beat Jacksonville last year. <laughs> it was either CBS or ESPN, one of those. So I was like, oh, we're not doing bye week challenge. The, the only way, and this is this is not indicative of anything that's going on in the league. By the way, the only way the bye week wins is if the team folds during the bye week. So I'm not, I'm not even. <laughs> that is not happening. By the way. None of the teams in the league are in issue. So just saying a hypothetical, <laughs> the hypothetical response, the bye week wins if the team folds. That's the only way that goes down. What's what's funny about that is that that's happened in this, in this, in this game everywhere. <sighs> yeah. One of our favorite teams from last year offended the yum center. Uh, Oh yes, can't. that's that's right. I went to two <laughs> games at that said for that said team. That's all I've got. By week, the next week came back. They didn't exist anymore. Yeah, by by week, by week really did a number on them. <laughs> well, the good thing is, is here in the National Arena League, we'll have games, and they'll be next week's games too, with a full slate next week for week three. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure the greatest shock in the world would be if. If either one of these teams said, "Ah, oh, the bye week got us," so long, <laughs> folks. <laughs> nah, the gun, uh, gunslingers got time to prepare. They got a whole month. A month. We'll get a text from one of the owners, like, "Oh no!" And they're like, "We loved your show." Oh, thank God! Oh, thank God! <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, the gut, like I said, Gunslinger's got a whole basically a month to get ready for their next contest going over to Carolina. So they're going to be studying like crazy. And yeah, the Lions ain't going anywhere. We, we kidding. <laughs> you crazy? You think, no. I, I'd be nuts to say that. <laughs> Oh, we say that we'll definitely get a phone call and a pretty text. Sure, <laughs> pretty sure Jason Gibson's crew is undefeated against the bio. <laughs> yes. Yeah, He's like are. Andy Reid in the NFL, man. He'll he'll come out by bye week swinging. <laughs> Overprepared. True. Well, folks, that's gonna do it for this for this week's edition of the final walkthrough of our podcast slate, our first week of three episodes per week. Uh keep giving us feedback because really this mm-hmm. this kind of stemmed from feedback just from folks and fans of the show uh and we hope you enjoy it like i said there's plenty of content now in season we could discuss and we're glad we're divvying it up for you guys to kind of jump in and kind of get what you want out of our show for the most part and you know if you want to keep following along with the conversation you want to see these awesome graphics that our uh, graphics team aka jim bernier here makes for us you know if you want to follow the conversation join us on our social media at in walls pod on facebook instagram and twitter again that is at in walls pod if you want to follow along on social media subscribe to our youtube channel especially if you're watching this video subscribe and click that bell and i'll borrow it from a podcast i'm on it builds morale for yourself when you hit that bell you're gonna feel good about that and we'll feel good about that too so thank you very much and be sure of course to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform if you do too join our discord as well for more conversational pieces and until next time folks that's going to be about it week three's here Let's get at it. Let's enjoy some games. But before we go, remember one thing. Don't let the bye week. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Right. Wait Don't a be minute. a jack in the box. <laughs> Don't let the bye week beat you, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Till next time. Enjoy the weekend, folks. We'll see you Wednesday. Stay tuned. <laughs>